Hi everyone, welcome to the PMP, the Paid Media Podcast at Digital 22. I'm Chris, I'm our lead PPC marketer. I've been here just over two and a half years now and I'm joined by my colleague Christian. Hi, I'm Christian, I'm a PPC specialist here at Digital 22. Um, I support obviously Chris with all the accounts that we manage for the PPC. I'm also joined by our colleague Jonathan. He is the magician behind the cameras doing the audio and the visual, but <laughs> hopefully you won't see him unless something's <laughs> gone very, very wrong. Um, so yeah, I said welcome to the PMP podcast. In this podcast, we're discussing Google Ads, everything they do, their ever-changing goalposts, and what they do that as marketers and PPC managers really, really gets on our nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we struggle to keep it to six points because... Jonathan's very strict. We've only got half an hour time slot. Um, so if you see any hands coming in or anything like that, it's because we, we've got to hurry up. Um, so the first one that we're going with is the changes to the Google Match Types. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've ever done any sort of PPC ads, if you've ran them yourself, or if you've had an organisation run them for you, you understand a little bit about Match Types, like broad, phrase, exact. But the big one that Google made a huge fuss about like years ago when they fetched it in was the Modified Broad or the broad match modifier, mm-hmm. which made it easier for companies to do the keyword mining pretty much, but still keep like some sort of control mm-hmm. with so. it. But now they've changed that. Um, they're, they're moving that to the phrase match. They've changed the exact match. It just seems like they're taking, they're only taking all the control away from the advertiser, from the manager, 100%. And, and giving it back to them. Um, and for me, it's just a, it's a massive, it's a massive kick in the teeth to people who spent years creating their account. Mm-hmm. Getting their ad, getting the keyword list running, getting the even the negative list. Like if you've got a list of negatives that you've been working on, for I don't know maybe six to twelve months, you know, you've got that list that is finely tuned mm-hmm. and everything like that. And then Google comes and cha- makes everything. this change to the match time, which ruins everything. Hundred percent. I think a lot of it applies to the setup as well, because obviously as we approach it, well before obviously these changes, it was always a skag sort of setup where we had a bmm and an exact and the, yeah. the bmm had like you said it'd help you find the keywords that you're looking for if you've got no data to go off uh before before you've set up the campaign but i think with the removal of bmm and focusing on phrase it completely condenses what you can actually find um and yeah it's just making it a bit trickier so obviously we've had to alter that but that was obviously for me um and my experience that was a very successful setup in terms of the bmm and the exact help you find your most relevant keywords and then move from there. But obviously with that being taken out now, I feel like um, the phrase match is going to take a bit more time to find what you're after and it's reduced it. And to focus on broad match straight away, I think it's just far too broad. Yeah, um, ridiculous. And without the negatives to go off, it can be very difficult. It's a lot of waste spend there, especially in our sort of role. Yeah, I mean, I did a, I did a talk before at our event, um, the Hub, the HubSpot user group which Jonathan will very kindly put a link to here. <laughs> um, and in that talk, there was a slide that I did where we, we spoke about why it was the importance of quality score back mm-hmm. then. Um, and it's still important now, but he actually mentioned when I was doing my research that Google Ads make over $100 million a day just from, from Google Ads, just mm-hmm. from the revenue on it. And it seems like all the changes that they ever do is just to increase that. Yeah. That's it, nothing else. It's, it's all they want to do. It doesn't... I mean, the support, unless you're spending £100,000 a month, is awful. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's really, really difficult to get any sort of good support from them um, as an organisation, unless you're actually spending, like I say, upwards of hundred grand a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and all it seems like these changes, like the match types and everything, is just to make them more money. Um, I mean, I still hold this belief, and this is my own personal views, not the views of Digital 22, that Google are really, really trying to get all the control with them. 
so soon 100%. it'll just be pretty much you know basically you set the campaign up they'll tell you how much to spend you'll tell them what you want and they'll give it you if you Got pay enough money exactly <laughs> that's pretty much it i think kind of makes our job a bit obsolete at that point but it does as far as uh, google's concerned we, uh, as my opinion you need that sort of human input for google to get the best out of the campaign so i think they're going to come up stuck at some point if they continue to sort of go down that alley it's but, massive i mean we're going to that point further on like mm-hmm. automated but i don't think you can ever get rid of the human arm when it comes to google ads like you can look at trends and everything i mean i know they're going about like the algorithms and stuff but nothing I don't think we'll ever take away from that, like knowing, understanding the account properly, understanding the products, understanding the client, exactly, um, yeah. people's like, like search patterns. Like for me, one when we were, I worked for an e-commerce client before in a previous role, and our sales would always drop when the weather was nice. Literally, <laughs> like time. when we were in the middle of a heat wave or whatever like that, the sales would just plummet because <laughs> everyone's outside enjoying 100%. the sun. Now I understood that, and then the client understood that. But would an algorithm understand that? I don't think so. I don't think it would. It just no. look at the numbers and it start whacking the bids up, or whatever, to try and you know increase the. Mm-hmm. But it just don't get that. No. You know, and on a B two B perspective, obviously through bank holidays, even this year, B two B conversions take a hit every time, and that's the same principle again. Will the AI be able to maybe reduce the spending over this time period and know what sort of seasonality it is? But would the AI understand like a pandemic like we've been going through now? I mean, I remember like the first. When we, when we get sent home March last year, mm-hmm. then I think it was the searches and the impressions for everything just went through the roof because everyone's at home all the time, mm-hmm. you know? But then like you've got some e-commerce clients where you're missing out on like your busy times, like the commute to work in the morning, people on the train on the way home and everything, searching on the mobile or, you know, on the laptop and all that kind of stuff that you, you understand that when you've been doing it for as long as I am, which I won't go into because I'm one of the oldest people in the office and I keep getting reminded of. Um, you don't stop play laughing, that game, Jonathan, you, Stop laughing, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's just one of those, like when you've done this job so long and you've got that kind of experience that could never, ever be replaced by an algorithm. 100%, I um, agree more. Which is, which is, yeah, and that kind of moves on to the next point, which is like the Google Ads, creation of Google Ads. Um, like expanded text ads, which is which is what most people use. You get three headlines, up to thirty characters a headline, and then you get two descriptions mm-hmm. up to ninety characters. Uh, but if you're really clever, you can get ninety one because it'll always had a full stop on. But it doesn't charge you for that one. That's a freebie. You can mm-hmm. all take that home. That's a tip, um, yeah. freebie. <laughs> um, and yeah, now they're trying to push everyone to responsive search ads, which it's just an absolute. It's all. It's like it's again. It's the, the machine learning like when you do an ad you spend time working with the client mm-hmm. getting the ad copyright making it flow properly because it's difficult writing an ad in you know 30 characters 30 characters 30 characters the third headline very rarely gets shown though so you've got your first two headlines but then actually getting a good ad written with a good content a good description of the keyword the product the service in the mm-hmm. offering and then a call to action 100%. so getting that done in 108 characters is difficult but then if you've got to do a responsive search ad where it wants like you know it wants all these different lines of 90 but then it'll show them in any particular order yeah 100 percent. i couldn't agree more i think the expanded search ad for us is just by far the best thing best thing for us um and it's just making it difficult to actually find it because i think you touched upon it but even five clicks if you go to create (laughs) if you set up a new google ads account now it automatically takes you to responsive search ad which is 
which is silly because there's not enough data to work with but that's another that's we'll move on to that in a second so mm -hmm. it goes straight to responsive search ad and then with a responsive search ad you've got to click switch back to text ads and then when you go to switch back to text ads it tries to put you on an automated bidding strategy which again is just to make google more money exactly it's just it's the loopholes isn't it it's just keeping you trying to fall for the responsive in the end and it's yeah, we don't like it anyway. It's just the automation side. I mean, like, well, so like for bidding strategies, so Google have, have changed their bidding strategies. Now, I've, I've always been a fan of bidding strategies, um, but they've got a time and a place. So for for Google Ads, if you're going to go on to um, target CPA, target ROAS, maximize conversions, any one of those, you need to have the data in your account. You need exactly. to have had at least... Um, I'd probably say 30 to 30, 30 to 40 conversions in the mm -hmm. last 30 days. Yep. If you're an e-commerce client, possibly. Um, and then maybe more than that. But at least like... You need a lot and it needs, you need to spend behind it because some accounts might have been running for six, uh, six months, for example, but if they've not spent a lot of money, they've not gathered enough data and the AI is only as good as the data that you give it and that that's the issue with it full stop, I think, especially when you mentioned if you create a new campaign, you can't possibly start on... A bidding strategy like that because it'll just go through your budget because it's got nothing to go on nothing to go on it's going to do the investigation for you which it's expensive yeah <laughs> that's it and as well like if you're using something like even if people don't so if they go with uh they try and put manual cost per click on and google will always say well let us help you we'll either you know enhance it for conversions or we'll enhance it um for for, for cost or anything like that mm -hmm. But then that can easily run through like three or four times your daily budget without yep, you realising. And I know they'll say they'll even it out and you'll never spend more than, I think it's 30.6 times your daily budget over the course of a month. That being said, that means that it's going to pull you back on some days where you might be going well. And for some clients, that, that sort of overspend is not is not feasible for them. They need to make sure that they're hitting their mark and every, every penny is valuable to some clients. And, and obviously these sorts of spending over it's just not useful for them to some extent sometimes exactly i mean i've i've managed i've worked with clients some clients who spent you know 400 pounds a month and i worked in house at a company and they spent like 100 grand a month mm -hmm. so you know google ads is if it's done properly and you take your time with it, it is for everyone mm -hmm. but it's getting more and more difficult now for those for those smaller clients who've got that smaller budget to get more out of it because google just it just wants more and more all the time like the, ab first. the average cost per clicks are going up for people um, it's getting more and more aggressive I can see a, I can actually see a point where we get more results on, on the first page so you've got I, I, this is, I started doing Google Ads when they did the boxes down the right hand side and they were such an easy sell to clients you know, you know do you want to see Visual. do you want to have your little box on the first page and they were brilliant but then obviously because it went all mobile then they got rid of those and it was like four ads at the top but now it can be four at the top, three at the bottom. Get shopping maps, ads in there as well. Shopping. Um, Extensions, a lot. Feature snippet. Mm -hmm. You know, you could get that as well. So if you're looking at those, I mean, I feel sorry for our, I'll never say this to them, but I feel sorry for our SEO guys, the search nerds, because <laughs> when they're trying to do it, they you know, SEO is so hard now, so competitive, but then they could get to like the number one organic listing. And before you know it, we could build a campaign within an hour or two spends 30 minutes in approval and before you know it you've gone above them in two and a half Literally. hours yeah and that's that's a tough you know it's tough for them guys when when they're doing that uh, but it's just like that's that thing it's just the money you know if you pay enough on the cost per click then you know no matter what it, google will put you there eventually 
I mean, so with those, those bidding strategies, so we've gone from, and this is from Google himself. So they're optimizing now for conversions and conversion value. So if you had before, you had maximized conversions with a set budget and maximized conversions with a target CPA. Mm -hmm. That is now the updated bidding strategy is maximized conversions with the optional target CPA. And if you had maximized conversion value with a set budget or maximized conversion value with a target ROAS, that's now been set to, <laughs> honestly, so you change your target CPA, maximize conversions to the first one, and the second one is maximize conversion value and target ROAS, which is now maximize conversion value. Just making it a minefield, it's aren't you? <laughs> I mean, you know, we're reading that from their page. And that's, uh, if, you're, if you're trying to do this yourself, so if you're, if you're an in-house marketer, you're an in-house marketing manager, so you've got, you've probably got your MD breathing down your neck because we need more sales in, we need more conversions and you're trying to run the Google ads yourself and then Google making all these changes just when you feel like you've got a handle on it and then they change your bidding strategy. Yep. So for so some people, I, I'm sure like, they've got all the data in the campaign or whatever and it's been running quite well. They're happy with it. You know, if it's running an automated bidding strategy, make sure you just check your search query report. You don't want anything in there sure. that's a little bit irrelevant. But other than that, you can pretty much just, just leave it to run, mm -hmm. you know, just checking it every now and again, make sure your reports are running properly. They changed the bidding strategy, and all, it's all of a sudden, everything that you had running, yeah. is, that is the word, it is absolute chaos. Um, because it's just, you know, all of a sudden, all the good work that you've been doing. Start from scratch again. You, you, you're starting from scratch again, and that's where, that's where it's not really fair, but then Google will say that they're trying to help you out. This takes us seamlessly onto our next point. It's almost like I've written this down somewhere <laughs> about smart campaigns. Yeah. Now, this is the one thing with Google that absolutely irritates me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this absolutely, it winds me up more than people who don't indicate. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> but I mean, why would you, someone who's just setting up Google Ads and they're a new company, they're going into it, they've got some budget, and we'll we'll create you a campaign, and we won't do we won't do any keywords. You just put in some suggestions, and we'll go from we'll there. We'll go from there. And don't create an ad. Just give us some stuff, and we'll just grab some stuff off your website. And you know you won't if it does work well on on the very very slim off chance that it does work well, you won't be able to scale it up or anything. And all you can do is turn it off. Yeah, literally. Can you imagine us producing that for a client to begin with? Just, yeah, we'll scrape a few keywords off the site and go from there. It kind of just takes it all out of it, to be fair. I mean, there's no research, there's no landing page, there's no conversion points, there's no testing, you know, there's no, you know, just, just finding out about the client. Like, mm -hmm. I love I love having a discovery call with the client. I like jumping on weekly calls sure. with the client, you know, because you get that relationship with them. You know what's working, you know what's not working, you know what they like and what they don't like. And you can work from that. Of course, you can, you can keyword research, that. finding out which platform works as well. It's it's seasonality as well. Exactly. Like, you know, finding all that out. But for a smart campaign, it's just like. And then to take on from one. So if like if we get a client from a smart campaign, it makes it pretty much now not impossible, but so difficult for us to extract all the good information from it, and then to start new campaigns which are performing just as good as the smart campaign to what the client sees, because obviously the conversions are automatically set up by Google Ads and. It just makes life difficult because at some point you're going to have to move away from it. But at that point, you're always going to take a dip because it's you're going to need to find where you are with your search ad, for example. So it's just, it might be a quick win on the short term, but in the long term, it's always going to be a dip. Yeah. I really think that what, for for smart campaigns, it's like when, so if we take, um, 
if we take a campaign over, say from someone who's working in house, and then I always feel like with our expertise and the fact that this is all we do day in day out, mm-hmm. I would always I would always expect us to improve that campaign's performance by at least twenty percent. For sure, yeah. Just by going through, it's even the little things. I mean, we could probably do a whole another episode on like the checklist that we go through, yeah. like the settings, the targeting, the ad rotation, the ad testing, all the stuff that that people don't do mm-hmm. enough of because they're busy. You know, you're working in house, you know, and everything like that. So. All the stuff that we do is standard. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that with the account, once we've got everything set up properly, which does take time, and I know that, that PPC people often think of it as like instant and a quick win or whatever, but to do it properly, it takes it time does. to do the research and the testing and everything. But once you've got that set up, you should improve that by 20%. It's impossible with a Spark campaign. No, of course it is. Because they, they set the goals or they set the goals to begin with. So when yeah. we actually go in, we realign the goals, we set our, our own conversion actions up. From the client's point of view, they think that that campaign was successful, but is it actually providing that ROI that they originally thought? And then we're having to rework that. But I couldn't agree more, uh, obviously, with what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the one thing that, I mean, obviously, people who who watching this know Digital 22, we are 100% HubSpot. So every client that we work with is on HubSpot. And what I didn't realise before I worked here is that the how good HubSpot is with, with PPC. Mm-hmm. So if you've got someone who's getting leads in or something like that, even for our own PPC, um, doing that has helped me realise the actual, the ROI. If you saw, I used to do a lot in e-commerce. So it was people would come in, they'd buy, you could it's see very the ROI. Easy to, it's it's very easy, easy to track kind of thing. Yeah. But if you're using, if you're getting leads in and you're using something like HubSpot, yeah, and then you're going to all the HubSpot tools like the forecast reporting, all that kind of stuff where you can see, you know, what, what they're opening, what the emails are interacting with and everything like that. It just makes it so much better having stuff like that. But could you imagine trying to get any of those insights from like a smart campaign? Yeah. You'd be, it'd be a pain in the back. It'd be impossible, yeah. No, HubSpot, it benefits it massively because you don't only get the lead and the information, you get the MQL, SQL, and then yeah. you can sort of qualify it even further. And if it goes back to if a campaign's producing more SQLs but the CPA's higher, it justifies it. And that's, that's obviously you're as good as the information that you've got. But yeah, couldn't... HubSpot and PPC, they kind of work very well together, I'd say. Yeah. And then just going into the last point on Google changing the goalposts, like we are a Google premier partner. Mm-hmm. So we have been for, I think it was since just after I started, I think we achieved premier partner status. And that goes off everything like, you know, the accounts that you run, the amount of revenue, the amount of qualifications that you've got and everything like that. Um, and then Google, they introduced something, I think it was two two years ago now, uh, the recommendations tab mm-hmm. in, in Google Ads, um, which, I mean, the recorda- recommendations in there, they're, no, they're a bit naff. Yeah, they are. They're a bit naff, to say the Suggestions. Least. Yeah, suggestions. So one of the suggestions will always be increase your budget. I mean, <laughs> you, you, could be, you could be spending like thousands and thousands a day, but it'll still say, oh, yeah, you're limited by budget. So it's always increase your budget. It's always adding more matches or more ad types mm-hmm. uh, so they can spend more money. Uh, and Automate it's also it. auto, oh, the ads, like suggested ads, they're, they're the, some of the worst ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, why? Why would you Why would you let someone who doesn't understand the campaign, the company, the person responsible for it at their end, why would you just let Google just, just write some random ads? Because they go off a data-driven decision, but it's not always the... It's not always the answer to some extent. No, it's, I mean, I don't, like I mentioned, like, it sounds like I'm hating on AI, but I'm not, um, because I think it does have a place eventually. Mm-hmm. But you've just got to get there. 
course I mean, you do. I mean, like, I don't think it'll ever replay it. And as well, they're really sneaky with it because they'll always, they'll always have, you know, uh, ad suggested ads on mm-hmm. that's always on. You've actually got to go in and turn it turn off. Turn it off to begin with, yeah. Now, it should always be you've got to turn it on. Yeah. It's same with when you set up the campaign and the automated, you push to it straight away, aren't you? And it's, yeah. it's a case of you have to undo what Google's already tried to do for you. And if you ever ring up and say, oh, I don't think it's performing really well, they'll just tell you to what your budget. Of course you will. Always. But yeah, so for the partner status, I mean, so it's like you got to be you got to have over 70 percent so. on the optimization score mm-hmm. from their recommendations which don't always benefit the account i'm trying, no. I'm trying to word it it's really just ticking now, boxes so. isn't it yeah it's, it's not necessarily it doesn't get, exactly improve performance no exactly it's just ticking the boxes for the account setup and all the things which lie behind it i suppose yeah so it, it does that and it's like that's not great for the account but then it's things like you know because we've got an MCC, which is a client account where we run all our all our client accounts through, and obviously lots of people have access to that. Mm-hmm. So now I think we've got to have something. Bearing in mind, there's there's two PPC specialists in a company of forty five people. Forty yeah, forty five people. So they're saying that we need to have fifteen Google Ads certified people to hit premier status, when there's only two of us that work in it. Which is a bit absurd, really, isn't it? It is. I mean, and we can do the certifications until, you know, the cows come home, but I don't think we'll ever, between us, you know, get all of them done for everyone. No. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's pretty much the final. And I left that to the end because I thought I was going to go on a rant about it, but I've actually... Uh, <laughs> You've I've controlled like, yourself. Yeah, I control myself. I can see Jonathan looking at me from the side of the screen. That's all it is. So <laughs> it's just making me not go on a full-on rant about it, but... I mean, that's what frustrates us with, with Google Ads, I think, pretty much working it every day um, and everything like that. But, I mean, anyone who's watching this and if you run Google Ads or you have run Google Ads, what frustrates you about Google Ads? I mean, what is it that really, you know, every day if you're in there, is it the reporting? Is it the, is it the conversions? Is it the tracking? I mean, something that I didn't even add on here is that Google Ads and Google Analytics never match up 100%. No. And they're both Google products. Same product. And I still can't use Google Ads on my Chromebook. No. <laughs> that's not even going on the list. But, you know, that's that's what it is. So, yeah, if anyone's got anything that they, they think that really frustrates them about Google Ads, get in touch. Jonathan's going to put our LinkedIn profiles here about now. There we go. And then you can get in touch with those right into the YouTube or anything like that. Put it on the channel. And then if you've got anything that you want us to talk about, then we'll happily talk about it on one of the next episodes. But yeah, thanks for listening. Um, Thank you. I've been Chris. I'll still be Chris next time. And I'm Christian still for next time, yeah, for sure. Brilliant. Thank you very much, everyone.